0: in the nature of things monastic, particularly the monasticism of the desert, there's not a lot going on outside you. Uh, you can sit in the desert all day long, you're lucky if you see a wandering goat. Uh, it's, uh, there's not a lot going on there. Uh, and so uh, the world uh, that you inhabit, uh, that world where all the battles take place and uh, spiritual wonders and all of those things, uh, is the world within? Uh, Saint Macarius of Egypt uh, said that uh, the heart contains all things, uh, the treasuries of the kingdom of God uh, and evil. All the things are there. It's there where we battle this. And so it is from the heart that Saint Andrew reads to us the scriptures. And he will say things uh, like, uh, you know, as, as you're, this is. If you read the text of St. Andrew, it's St. Andrew talking to St. Andrew. Or when we're reading it, it's us talking to ourselves. And so uh, he will say things like, You're worse than any of these. And he'll name some really terrible murderers and, you know, awful, awful people. And, you know, there's a way in which you can sort of kind of get real pious and go, Oh, yes, I'm worse than all of them. And you don't mean it. You know, Uh, we'll say on Sundays, you know, uh, like with St. Paul, the sinners of whom I am chief, and you don't mean it. St. Andrew means it, and you can mean it if you learn how to go inside with him. Inside the heart, where you and I live, there is no other worse sinner. You nobody know else there but you and God. Uh, that's where all the stuff is taking place. That's where the murders take place. We look outside of us and slay our enemies. You know, sometimes we like to express it on Facebook or somewhere like that. You know, but we slay our enemies. We slay the other driver in the road. Uh, there we, you know, entertain you know all kinds of thoughts of greed, of lust, of everything else. We do all of these things in our heart and in our heart. Uh, St. John Chrysostom said, basically, if you don't hurt yourself, nobody else can. This is the truth of the heart. Nobody in the heart can hurt you but you, which makes it such a terrible, terrible battle. Now, we've written and thought a lot and observed a lot about the nature of psychology, You know, of a a certain kind of map of the inner life, and we've given this neurosis a name and that one this condition, and, you know, and a syndrome, or whatever else is going on. And some people are fighting a terrible, terrible battle. This we you know. They can't make the armies that are assaulting them be quiet. You know, and so they, they are like great David of old. They face Goliath on a daily basis, who threatens them. Like some giant lording over them, before which they feel like a completely powerless little boy, and there the giant threatens. And there's other ways we could describe all of this, this great battle. Um, and I don't know about you, but you know when I measure my inner life by the standard that uh, Saint Andrew measured himself, it's kind of interesting. Here's this great saying of the church. He hasn't been interrupting anybody in the Old Testament. He's he's worse than them all. He just gave us his confession. He just said, I'm worse than them all. I I failed at everything. Okay, you're one of the desert fathers. (laughs) What chances there be in this battle? Well, the same one that he had, which is why as this moves on, he brings us to Christ, who also has entered this place. What's the purpose of me knowing that I'm a worse sinner than David? To understand that I have failed, that I'm naked like Adam? What's the purpose of all of that? It's not so that we can be grounded under the, the heel of the righteousness of the Old Testament and a wrathful, vengeful God. God is not that. God is the God who came to save us. He's the God who shed his life's blood on the cross. Uh, The purpose of recognizing these things is in some way to to get our hearts simply to the state in which we can say genuinely, honestly, and authentically, "Oh God, have mercy on me. And save me. We have instances in the New Testament stories of The woman taking an adultery. What else could she say? Ain't no excuse. Caught red-handed. Drunk out into the street. Everybody in town knew what was going on. And was ready to throw stones. There she, by the mercies of God, rescued at that moment, just as he wills to rescue us. At that very moment, she's able to stand before him and discover that he doesn't condemn her. He's not throwing this the stones. He lifts her up and is able to say, go and sin no more. This is the mercy of God. But sometimes you got to get to the state of that lady caught red-handed and naked in the streets before you can pray rightly. This is part of what's going on in this cleansing exercise of Lent. It's an exercise to discover the mercy of God so that finally, in Uh, holy week itself, Uh, we might allow ourselves and our flesh, which has been crucified, not for our righteousness, but for our wickedness. But in that place to discover that Christ himself is beside us, bearing his cross, turning my cross of wickedness into his cross of righteousness says in 2 Corinthians, God made him to be sin, that we might be the righteousness of God. He took his place on my wicked cross so that I could say from my heart, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So, uh, all of these characters, they live inside us, we're like them, but they can only find the truth of these statements in the heart. So God gave us grace to go there, um, and at every uh, cleansing session we have in which we recognize our brokenness and our sinfulness uh, don't ever go away from those sessions without having turned to Christ and heard his words of mercy do not walk away content. we stand here before the icon that they have us remember us pray for us before the icon of Christ oh Lord have mercy on us never leave these kinds of things never leave the, the examination of your conscience at any point in time without having finally turned to Christ and, and heard his mercy and been assured of the prayers of the Mother of God for us. Uh, for they always love us, they always care for us. Uh, God does not will the death of the sinner, but rather always have return and repent to him we give Glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit now and ever unto and ages, ages of ages in- of Tomorrow evening at 6.30, there's a uh, liturgy of the pre sanctified gifts. Our common practice at St. Anne is to say, if you have great strength and you're able to do this, it's great to fast all day to prepare to take communion that evening. Uh, but uh, if not that, try to fast. uh you have a light lunch, and try to fast from lunch until then. If you're younger and you struggle, you know, Three o'clock, get you a piece of bread or something so you stretch it out. But uh, you know, come to the evening hungry, and after the service, uh, we're going to have some, some nice soup and bread uh, that we can share to break our fast together. Uh, but teach our hearts always in hunger for God. So that's tomorrow evening, Thursday evening, uh, back here for uh, the Thursday portion of uh, the Great Canon. So bless you tonight and be safe out there. The sun's going down. <laughs>